In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you, buddy? Mate, I'm buzzing. Um, really good day yesterday. We won a football game, so we might not get relegated. And uh, Obviously, you guys in the US won't know what relegation is, but uh, we're in a hole. So, uh, no, absolute buzzing. And uh, everything's going well with the Browns. So, it's been another good week. I'm going to translate that into American for you. Jack went to a soccer game yesterday, which was nine levels below the NFL level. And his team beat a very good team and probably won't get relegated to the 10th league under the NFL. Uh, I think we're in the sixth level. Yeah, we're six. Well, okay, anyway, so uh, anyway, this is an NFL show, not a English soccer show. So first of all, on the list... Mate, this is shows going to go live in like 10 minutes after doing it. So this is probably the most live show we're ever going to do, Jack. Yeah, guys. So um, at the start of March, we've made a change. We're coming to you two hours earlier every day. So whereas in we were dropping midday UK time, 7 a.m. Eastern time. We're now 5 a.m. Eastern time, 10 o'clock UK time. So uh, the only exception might be on Sundays because we record them when we both wake up and then put it up. So that one might be a little later some weeks. So just bear with us. Um, but there's not much competition for podcasts on Sundays because most people are asleep. Unlike us, the only podcast that does 365 daily Browns talk. I like anyway, anyway uh, Jack, did you see I met the Harlem Globetrotters? I did. I was very impressed you kept the ball spinning on your finger for that long. Uh, mate, it's a bit of a weird sensation. Though. I just held it there and yeah, it lasted about one and a half seconds. But uh, just plug them guys. They're coming over to the UK to do a tour. They're actually at Wembley. Uh, I think on my birthday, April the 30th, and they promised me some free tickets. So watch your space. I went a few years ago. It was good fun. But uh, it was funny seeing them pop up on your Instagram. Good. good. Jamie Collins, mate. Is he going to get cut? A lot of rumours going around. So, Dorsey's meeting with his agent, I believe it might have been yesterday. Um, I don't know the exact time frame. Just to ask if he wants to take a restructured contract, probably get him down to sort of the six million range, and then we're happy to keep him. Um, if not, it's goodbye, and it's a, a 2.25 million cut. Jack, uh, has he got any trade value in him? Um, I don't think anyone will want to pay that contract for him. So uh, I think it would have to be a, a cut um, because I can't see anyone wanting to pay him 12 million. A cut and then re, um, yeah. reassign, so yeah. Picked up straight away because teams would definitely want him. They just wouldn't want to trade for him on that contract. Even this bit like the uh, Tyler Taylor thing, you trade for him to make sure you actually get him? Yeah, you might pay a backup quarterback that money, but you... you you're not paying an inconsistent linebacker. The trouble is because the good is amazing. It's like incredible in the league when Jamie Collins is at going, but it's just inconsistent. One week he's going to be playing at a nine. The next week he's at a four. You want them players that are going to be a seven every single week. 
um, because you can always pay them. One thing I can't get my head around is these tenders for Higgins and BBC. Um, go on, give me a bit of a basic breakdown. I still can't get my head around it. So just some quick numbers. The salary cap went up 6.21% this year. So we're at 188.2 million. The uh, restricted free agent tenders this year, first rounders 4.4 million, second rounders 3.1 million, and the um, original round is 2 million. So basically what's going to happen is um, Dorsey said they're both getting tendered, but he hasn't said what the tender level is going to be. So um, if you get a choice of you either tender them on a first, second or original round. So the obviously first, say you tender someone a first, you pay them that money. It's not guaranteed 4 million. Then what happens is any team in the NFL can also offer them that player a contract. If that player signs that contract, then you're the team as tendering him, you get a choice. You can either let that player sign for that team and then you could get a first round pick if it was a first round tender. From that team? From that team, they'd have to give you that. Or you can match that contract and that player has to stay with you. So the first and second, it's obvious this, the first and second round pick, the original round tender, it's whatever you, um, wherever they were drafted. So even though Higgins was drafted in the fifth, cut and then came back it'd still be a fifth round pick um where bbc was undrafted there'd be no pick given up um so 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 let's just take bbc for example okay so he's undrafted then dorsey has to pick a round out of his hat and go this is what what i think he's what no 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 so dorsey gets a choice of either you tender him original round so you'll get no compensation if he leaves or you tender him a second or a first you can choose first you can't do third you can't do third, fourth, fifth? Um, no. Okay, it's no. first or second only? It's first, second and original round. They're the only choices you get. You can obviously tender him a first round and then if someone's pay that, but you're not, you're not going to pay him four million. Um, I think, personally, I would just tender them both to original round because if someone bids for Higgins, I'm probably going to match that contract um, because I'm happy to keep him around. Um, I I th- there was rumours that they were trying him to a multi-year, but if I was Higgins, I would have done a one-year deal because it breaks out this year. He can start talking about 10 million plus rather than if he signs a sort of a three-year, 15 million deal now. He, he's tied himself down for the next few years. So I would put them both original. I think the Browns are going to give Higgins a second and BBC an original round, but that doesn't mean they... Um, BBC will stay. So he might be a camp cut because they might draft someone and improve somewhere, but that would mean he's around for camp, definitely. Okay, and BBC has to take the contract if we're rendering it? Yeah? yeah, if you get tendered, you, you've got no choice but to play on that deal or um, you just don't play and then you can get tendered again next year. Okay, um, great. One quick point I want to make on the um, Greg Robinson deal. Um, it's very much, it's going to be a one-year deal. I will be shocked if he is in the Browns next season. And the reason for that is he was 63rd rated tackle for PFF this year. So it wasn't very good. Um, we gave him a lot of money. Fine. One year deal. It doesn't bother me. What's going to happen is if he plays well and elevates himself to sort of the, let's say, um, range of Nate Solder, that is about the 20th best tackle then he's going to get a deal similar to him, which was an incredible deal. Um, I think it was 62 million over four years. 
increase that by 12% because from when that's signed, the salary cap will have gone up. You're then, he's gone because we're not, we cannot afford to pay that money to a left tackle. Um, we're going to have to draft one. And as well, obviously, if he plays bad on this one year, we're going to replace him. So don't be shocked if in the first three rounds, we're drafting at least one offensive tackle. Um, I think that will happen this year. And I think that will happen again next year because I believe the start of next season, neither Hubbard nor Greg Robinson will be on the team. Big shout. Mate, talking about Greg Robinson, you were nearly spot on on your uh, prediction on your um, uh, salary that, you predicted. So here's congratulations, mate. Thank you very much. So no, I said all along he's is going to be around the eight million mark. Um, we haven't got the deal details on what their incentives are because obviously if they're just game based incentives of he gets a million if he plays every game sort of thing, then um, or it's game splits, then it's going to be easily earned. But um, no, I kept driving the point that Hubbard's deal is 7.3. It was always going to be more than that. And um, that's the key thing to remember, guys. You cannot just base him around other teams. So Villanueva at the Steelers, he's not as good as that. He got six million a year. But when you sign Chris Hubbard to a 7.3, that benchmarks. And we're going to see the same thing because if Perryman's agent is going in and going, look, Jarvis Landry's on 15 million. My Michael wide receiver's nearly that good. So I'm starting at 10 million. Um, and that you can argue that as an agent because you benchmarked what's in your team. Um, so overspending on just one player has a dangerous knock-on because it means everyone else gets paid more. But um, I don't expect Perryman to be back. Yeah, so um, I did a poll this week. Perryman to stay with the Browns. Guess what percentage uh, our listeners thought that the percentage chance of him coming back was? I reckon it's probably 50-50. It was actually 62% of our listeners thought that Perryman is coming back for the Browns. And 38% no. And another interesting poll that I'm running this morning. So far, DK Metcalf, six foot three, an absolute beast at the combine, ran 4.33 at the 17th pick, number one round for the Browns. If he was there, 62% of our listeners would take him. Jack, how are you feeling about that? No, I don't want a wide receiver in round one. Uh, third round's where I'd be getting my wide receiver. Um, if all the offensive tackles are gone by round two, um, I've got no issue taking one there. I've been doing lots of um, the draft networks, uh, mock drafts, and sort of trying to work out sweet spots where there's a lot of value. Um, a cornerback for me, if there's one there at 17, I'm going for it. Um, you've got a choice between Greedy Williams, you've got Byron Murphy, and then you've got Baker. Um, which that would get confusing, but that's a whole other debate. Um, at 49, I'm really liking some of the tackles there. You've got Yodney Kajus, keeps popping up there as a name I grab. And then in that third round, there's some really nice um, names um, for wide receivers. So that for me, third round, let's pick one up. So as a podcaster, we say cornerback DT, free agent, defensive end. Um, I'm saying DT in the third round, maybe a name like, oh. um, I think Jeffrey Tillery's around there. So I, I wouldn't mind that. Um, so that's what I'm looking. Obviously, yeah, I'd love to pick up flowers and free agency. Um, if, if we go and pay Ronald Darby, it's going to cost a lot of money, say over 10 million a year. But if we get Ronald Darby, I'll be a very happy man. Um, had some injuries the last two years, but still a cracking player. Uh, six with the 17th pick. 
My pick of the week, I'm going to go with a cornerback, DeAndre Baker. I'm going to Byron Murphy. I just think Greedy Williams is going to be off the board. So, mate, as a podcast, we are very cornerback heavy, mate. Because we're intelligent people, mate. It's all about the coverage. Coverage is more important than pass rush, and intelligent people know that. Awesome. And um, let's, do, let's do a little piece, mate, okay? Offense. I, I just want to jump in there with one little bit about the coverage. Um, you're seeing the Browns meet with lots of people. We've met with offensive linemen. We met with our court, quarterback prospect. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, what's the chat we were chatting about? The one that's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, I want to say Hayfield. <laughs> um, while we search that out, um, Ignore it. Don't, don't worry about reports where we're meeting with this player, we're meeting with that player. They're meeting with nearly everyone. Um, some of it's just get contact details. Some of it's other stuff. So um, don't read too much into it. They're going to be looking at every um, avenue available. Um, yeah, why, why wouldn't you meet potential future superstars in the league? It's a great time to uh, meet with them. And uh, yeah, it, it makes full sense. It's like having a free uh, future... Uh, insight of what's going to be going on in your, in your uh, in the NFL but yeah hit it with the um, what we're doing with the a look at the um, roster yeah so let, let me shout out the offensive roster what I think people will either be locked on which would be 90% 99% are confident at 66% 33% on the bubble and then if they're a 1% cut then I think uh, yeah they're gonna, there's a 1% chance of them making the uh, roster. Yeah, the reason why we've gone with um, the 1% and 99% is because no one's ever guaranteed. Obviously, you could get all sorts of issues happen where a player ends up in prison or anything else. So we're never guaranteeing 100% someone's going to be there. But um, no, I thought it's a really nice exercise to look at who could be a potential replacement, who's locked in, who's not going anywhere. So uh, no, it's exciting times. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, that's the one. I just found his name as well. So, uh, no. Here we go. Quarterback, Mayfield, locked on. Stanton, 99% locked on. Free agent, Taylor, he's gone, 1%. The only one difference I've got there is I've got a confident on Stanton. I would keep him, but um, I'm not sure if the Browns will go out and sort of throw some money at a... Uh, better backup. I'm happy with Stanton. Um, hey, uh, not Haley. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, as basically said, his last uh, 16 games, he was 10 and 6. So, um, I, I think he's good, but there's been some rumours Tampa Bay are sniffing around. Yeah, so, as long as we can keep him, why would you change a winning formula? There's been a lot of change with the um, coaches and staff. So, my view is, it's a no-brainer. He's confident. But anyway, Let's uh, let's move on. Running backs, Duke Johnson, sixty-six percent confident. Chubb locked on. Hunt confident. Hilliard on the bubble. Mays cut. And just a reminder, guys, this is what we think the Browns will do. This is not what we do. Um, for me, I've got running backs Johnson, Chubb, and Hunt all locked. I think they all make the roster. Um, Hilliard, I'm confident. I think I really think he'll be there. And uh, Mays is cut. I just can't see him making it. 
Do you think that Duke Johnson and Hunt will be there at the start, even though they could be traded or have a Hunt obviously have another issue? Or you're really that confident? Yeah, I'm, I'm really confident there. Or lots even. They'll all be there. Um, the only one thing is, um, I think this is probably going to be Duke Johnson's last season unless he makes a transition to slot receiver. Um, but no, we'll, we'll see. Because if Hunt's firing the start of next season, then uh, yeah, you'd probably move Johnson on because he's the most expensive of the three. Oh, here we go. Landry, locked. Lewis, on the bubble. Callaway, confident. Strong, confident. Ratley on the bubble. Willies on the bubble. Jackson on the bubble. Stretter cut. Perryman on the bubble because we still don't know what's going on. Higgins locked. So I had a couple of differences. Um, L- Lewis was on the bubble. I think we agree on that one. Callaway, I have as a cut. Um, strong Ratley and Willies on the bubble. Callaway cut. No, sorry. He's a lock. Yeah, phew. Lock. <laughs> you are confident. I'm a locker. Obviously, off-field issues could make him... A that's that's my thing with him. Um, and, and I think that's going to be something there for his entire career. Um, and you can have one person like that in a position room. You can't have multiple players like that. So um, where we've got Hunt, there's always going to be a question, mark in, a question mark in the running back room. You can only have one in each room because if two of them questionable players, like last year, we had Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon and Callaway that were all questionable. You can't be doing that. So, um, no, um, strong Ratley and Willie is a bubble for me. Jackson's a cut. Street is a cut. Perryman's bubble. I just can't see him coming back. And then Higgins is a lock. Excellent. Tight end. Fells, confident. And Juku, lock. Devalve, on the bubble. Brown, on the bubble. Child, confident. So, two differences for me. Um, sorry, mate. P, P. Brown is getting cut in my eyes. No, don't say that. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Uh, and then Charles is just bubble for me because we haven't heard anything about him yet, um, which is a surprise. Um, Okay. OT, Hubbard, locked. Robinson, locked. Harrison, confident. Seton, on the bubble. I had Seton as a cut. Otherwise, I agree with all that. I think, uh, yeah, I I think we're going to add at least one person in there, maybe two. So uh, Harrison might be cut purely for the reason, or traded maybe for a seventh, purely for the reason that um, we had two, two players. Um, hopefully our O-line coach can uh, train them up. Inside O-line, um, Zettler, Lott, Tretter, Lott, Joel Batonio, Lott, Corbett, Lott, Callis, Cut, Friend, Cut, Bright, Cut, L Watford, Cut. Agree. That's that's the first one. Hundred percent agree with that. So uh, no, all in agreement there. And even about the um, um, uh, what's he called? What's our centre called? Sorry, I always get my up with Zettler and Trotter. JC Tretter. Tretter. Even with Tretter, you think he's definitely locked on? Yeah, no, I, th- I think he's. I think that interior line's locked in. Um, you, I think one of them will go next season. Um, who that will be, I'm not sure. Um. 
just purely from a numbers perspective. And they've got Corbett. I think there'll be a plan to get Corbett in next season. Oh, excellent. And um, we'll do the defensive, uh, do the defensive uh, next time. Yeah, we'll do the defence next time. But we just felt it was a really interesting scenario just to look at who sort of... Where where we view the Browns' views on players and who's likely to be there, which positions you might look to then upgrade. Um, so, no, it's going to be interesting. I'm really keen, Jack, for you to go away now and look at the data and then tell me where, realistically, our holes are because it's all right saying that we need a white receiver or we need... Uh, uh, offensive line but where are these actual holes we've got 12 draft picks we've got all this money in cap we can't upgrade every position we need some consistency within our roster so no and the way I've sort of moved my um, roster predictions um, when I've been doing them I've I've almost colour coordinated it and had so I'd start doing greens is where they're your starters and it's not just your 11 starters on each side of the ball you're going to have slightly more starters than that and that's the level you need them players to be and then I've got your rotation in yellow so you need them players that are sort of they're good enough to play and um, be there and then your backup and special teams in red it's not that they're bad they're just that level and Sometimes we've got some really good names in that sort of backup rotational section, which are too good for that level, but that's fine. I'd rather have more talent than less talent. So, um, no, I'll, I'll probably sit there, I'll bounce one with you, and then we'll uh, drop that before free agency. And guys, you listen to the show. Let's make it interactive. Get on Twitter, say, Paul, I think you've lost your marbles. What Do you, do you really think that um, Landry's confident? Blah, blah, blah. Give me some, uh, give me some feedback. It's great to read. Yeah. Jack, do your own Jack, and tweet it. Yeah, Jack saying that someone's being cut. Jack's nuts, you know. Tweet, you know. Comment, put some input in there. We don't, we don't mind. We don't get offended. It's good to talk and it's good to communicate what our views are on the Browns roster. So get involved in an interactive podcast. And if you've got a massive wicked point, we'll get you on the podcast and have a discussion about it. Apparently, it's another vlog, mate. Yep. So vlog two is now live. So uh, I'm going to start promoting that tomorrow on Monday. But yeah, um, the, the title is Zane Gonzalez, the, the Kicking Challenge. So make sure you go and watch it on YouTube and see what it's all about. And I've even recorded vlog, vlog three, which is Germany. So um, yeah, I need to edit that and that will go live next week. So I'm only two weeks ahead on the vlogging. So I now need to do uh, week four vlogs. So it, it's moving ahead at good speed, Jack. Good stuff. One thing that I do need some help with though, is the history show. So if you've got any claim to fame, you went to every single game in a certain decade, or you've been to every away game or any interesting facts or stats about yourself going to the games at Cleveland, I would love to speak to you and, input more of your history, your memories into the show. So please send me a DM if you want to come on the show and talk about your experiences with being a Browns fan. No, good stuff. Um, no, it's, it's been good. I'm really looking forward to next week. We've got some great guests on. Um, Kevin Cole is coming back. I am so excited to have him back. And he's, here's a stat that literally blew my mind this week. So, I was listening to the Davis Matic podcast um, and here's a line that got dropped. 
Eli Manning had a better completion percentage, yards per attempt, passer rating, and QBR this season when Barkley was not on the field. How that makes sense. That? that does make sense, though, Jack, because um, you, you're not giving the ball to the running back, and running backs, he's obviously a second round pick. He's going to take full charge, so he's going to get all the uh, plays. But completions to a um, running back should be easier because you're generally not. A play down the field that, um, say, Mayfield's throwing to Higgins is going to be tough because there's going to be competition for that. Lots of times when the ball's thrown to a running back, it's really easy for the running back. So it is a nuts stat. But um, Kevin Cole's been doing some data on um, the difference in the Browns when Landry's on the field and Landry's not on the field. So I thought we'd get him on to chat about that. He's going to chat about some other stuff as well. But he was a wicked guest we had on during the RIP Sashi season. There's some tragic news on Sashi. He's not making the Sloan Conference. Unfortunately, um, I believe there's personal issues, so uh, he won't be there. So thank God I didn't spend a grand flying out there um, because he's not there. Well, that's a bit of good news, really, but it does give us a bit more of a pole position to be the exclusive to sell the Sashi Brown story. Yeah, and another wicked guest uh, we've already got booked in, um, Brown's Daily Mock Draft is coming on and that show is all going to be about spending the salary cap. So um, we're going to go through position by position and he's going to chat about names he's interested in signing, what he'd be willing to pay um, and we're just going to go through all the positions. Obviously, we'll chat about interior line but we're probably not going to dwell on it because we're not going to sign anyone there but we're going to chat about options of backup quarterbacks we could spend a load of money on, um, defensive ends, linebackers, um, cornerbacks. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be good fun. Surely, mate, he's a draft daily Brown specialist. We talk about draft with him. In Oak, because he also does free agency every day. So, um, no, I, I, you wanted a show where we blow the salary cap. So, Ooh, I've got, got the guy. All right, excellent. All right, Jack, let's keep up the good work. Got a big week ahead. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go now and put some more combine on, get deep in the combine. Uh, any players that are sticking out for you at the moment, mate? Uh, not really. I don't get too hooked into it. Um, later on, if I'm stuck between d- taking different prospects, I'll generally look at their three cone. Um, that, for me, is a really, really important drill that just never gets enough love. Um, for me, that, that's the most important thing. Height, weight, and three cone. Yeah. DK Metcalf looks an absolute beast. What round, mate? What pick do you think he's going to go? Call it now. Where do you think he's going to go? I hope he goes top 16. Yeah? Yeah. On any wide receiver, quarterback, um, that sort of stuff, I'm cheering for as many of them in the top 16 as possible. As many running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, because that means more and more talent drops to us. So uh, good luck, guys. Make sure we get, I, I would love 16 quarterbacks in the first 16 picks. Well, that's a. When the draft's going on, we could have a little uh, counter going, um, get excited as a percentage, how many uh, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks are being taken. And we're like, okay, we've got a good chance here. But if they all start... left for the third round, though. (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. All right, Jack, look, have a great Sunday. The show is live, basically, right now. So, uh, hope you're enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, keep listening. Keep, Keep interacting. Keep going on my Instagram. Keep giving Jack abuse. Keep giving me love. And any feedback, any ideas, let us know. 
make sure you hit subscribe as well so you get them um, wicked shows that are coming next week straight into your uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, go check out um, what is the name of the site I'm working on? North- uh, Jack, just tell us uh, what was our percentage increase in February? Um, that is a question I need to about look up. about fifteen percent, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it was. I think it might have been 14. Um, I can give yeah, so from, from January to February, I remember that we got less days uh, for podcasting. We were actually up by 15% more listeners. So, guys, you must be doing something great. You seem to keep coming back and listening, which is great. Tell your friends and help us grow. As always, it's a non-profit um, podcast, so we don't do any advertising. But all we ask is for comments, retweets, reviews and input so check out north coast sports that's where i did the cream hunt article i've got a really really interesting one coming this week that it's going to uh, wind up some people but um the truth needs to be told so um it's it's looking into the future can we keep miles garrett baker mayfield and keep winning it's a difficult question i've got some solutions on how we do it all right great so listeners if you don't want to be upset, please don't listen to the podcast when Jack starts talking about this. I want to make you happy and feel good about yourself. But Jack, on the other hand, is going to bring you really down and depressing and tell you about all the bad things that are going to happen to the Browns in three years. It does also say we're going to win a Super Bowl. So, okay. There's some nice bits dipped in there. But no, have a good one, guys. Thank you so much for your support. It's absolutely mad that there's people listening to me every day. Um, I just... I couldn't even imagine it. So, um, no, thank you for all your help, guys. And uh, have a wicked rest of the weekend. I'm feeling dangerous. <laughs>